The Living Strong Podcast. The Living Strong Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Living Strong Podcast. My name is Kim Sellers, and we know that I welcome you. This is where we uh, like to generate conversation about different issues, different topics, different things that uh, affect those that are living primarily with multiple sclerosis. Although we know that um, a, lot of, um, a lot of the subjects that we address can really deal with anyone that's living with an autoimmune disease. But right, so just to let you know, that's what we do. We're glad that you can join us and, of course, spread the word, like, share, um, the Living Strong podcast, of course, and let everyone know um, exactly where you've heard the last episode. But right, so with all that being said, let me just talk. Sometimes it's a little easy to talk candidly about my situation, but sometimes it's a little better just to hear the thoughts of what others think. And I know that my daughter, who is joining us today, this is my oldest daughter, who is 27, Sydney Sullivan. I know she remembers quite a bit, but I'm sure there's a lot that she kind of does not remember. And first of all, I said thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you for having me on. I'm glad to be here. All right. So let's just, just share. Because I've always wondered, you know, what were some of your earliest thoughts as a kid, knowing that you had a mom that just had a little something different? going on. What were some of your youngest or your earliest memories? My earliest memory of having a mother with multiple sclerosis was, in all honesty, it was kind of like an everyday thing. Like, it didn't seem too different to me. Um, Of course, I noticed. You know, I can't say that I didn't see the obvious, but um, for me, it was just, I saw my mom who would struggle with, you know, some day-to-day tasks, but I've always been that, you know, mom, your right-hand person. So I always thought I wanted to help as much as I could to make the matters better. Instead of really thinking about, you know, oh, this is different from someone else's mom, I try to make it as normal as possible at the same time while still trying to be a kid. And I know that can no doubt be very tough. And that was one thing that I tried to make sure that I did was try to allow you to be the kid that you were. I remember um, going to one of your events at Craddock, and I think it was like a carnival or it something. Little Craddock Elementary. That you guys did. Mm-hmm. You were at Craddock, and you guys did some festival at the end of the year, and we did like face painting, and there were some things that I guess. That I made it a little difficult for me to get around, unlike some of the other moms. What event 
or what do you remember specifically that might have been a bit challenging for you as a kid? I would say the most challenging part for me as a kid was, you know, not being able to get in the car with, you know, my mom, you know, you mom, of course, um, getting in the car with you, just you and I sometimes. Sometimes, you know, as a kid, you just want to just have your mom time, and we did a lot of that still. There's sometimes you're like, I want to go here and go there, right. and that would probably be my number one. It's just, you know, that's a little bit different, right? I just can't get in the car and go with my mom like some of my friends would, you know, go to the mall or whatever and just have them too. Um, so that was a little bit difficult. Um, but at the same time, that didn't steer me in the wrong direction. You know, I still try to do whatever I could to make it better. Or other times there would be a memory that just came up in my mind too. It's like you're driving when it started to decrease. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed this one time where you kind of like stumbled and fell with a cane. So I noticed that that was, this was way different than what I, you know, that was at the birthday party, wasn't yeah, I it? I, honestly, I think it was outside of a shoe store. You were getting your shoes done. So I think it was that's when it happened. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yes. you had that long wooden cane. And um, I remember that. It was really windy yeah. out and you fell. And um, I remember that. But um, that would be probably my most, those two are my most probably prominent memories of, you know, understanding of what my situation was, you know, as a young child with a mother with multiple sclerosis. I know kids can be very cruel, and I, I know they don't really mean to be, and, and it's okay for me, but what would some of your friends maybe say to you that would make you, A, feel good, and then maybe, B, feel a little um, a little hurt? You know, I was actually very lucky in the small town that we've grown up in to have a great group of friends around me that were supportive. Um, I, I really cannot say anything that I can remember, at least at this time, of anyone saying anything bad or making me feel a certain way is bad or left out or, you know, like I was the minority in that case. Um, I never felt that way. You know, my girlfriends always, you know, we always made everything funny and we used a lot of humor to help us through a lot of our sadnesses with a lot of us that had some things going on, too. So, I mean, we really just kind of stuck together and was always, what can we do to help? And that's always what made me feel super happy and proud, you know, to have a group of girlfriends and other friends that would just want to know what they could do to help or just be supportive and always be a listening ear for me. Um, That's something that I can truly say I'm extremely grateful for because I know it's not like that a lot of the time. A lot of people go through things where they feel excluded or left out or, you know, that people don't understand. And if some of my friends didn't understand, they still were there to give that listening ear. And also at the same time, you know, to give their help, whether it was verbal support or physical support. So that's something I could say I was extremely lucky as a young child. How did living with a mom with MS affect you as it relates to other people? Did it make you more compassionate? Did it make you a little defensive? When you think about others, and I remember the young lady, I'm not sure if she was in your class or not, but everyone knows Jill from your school, and I think everyone was always compassionate. No one really knew what her her true issues were, but you knew that, you know, hey, Jill, you like Jill. How did having a mom living with uh, um, an autoimmune disease, how did that affect you? as it relates to others. It definitely makes you see 
you know, life in a different set of eyes. You know, I think you've always taught us you never know when a situation could become your own. So that is something that stuck with me ever since I could remember. I can't even take, I can't even remember how far back has this been something I've grown up with my whole life. But that mentality of you never know when this can be happening to you. So in that case, it for sure made me more compassionate. At the same time, I still live as a normal child and, you know, you kind of carry your day to day, but I always could step back and look and say, this could be my situation, no matter what, no matter what someone was going through. And, you know, when you look at it that way, you definitely give more sympathy and more passion, or I guess you'd say compassion to other people. I'm sorry. Um, just for everyone, you know, we, we the classic line that we always were taught, you know, in school is treat people the way you want to be treated. And that's not a more true statement. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. I mean, that's so cliche and so kindergarten, if you want to say that, but that is so true. And so if you live by that way, if treat people the way you want to be treated and always you never know when something can happen to you, I think it makes your, your life way more positive or at least puts you in a more positive state than treating others with disrespect and cruelty. If you could change anything about your journey in your family as it relates to MS, what would it be? If I could change anything about... My family going through MS? Yes, the journey that you've gone through with your sisters and your mom living with MS. What would you like to change if you could? To be honest with you, I mean, there's tons of things you could say. You could say, oh, I wish that, you know, you could drive me here. I wish we could have our youth time. And there's so many things that you could say. Um, but I'm just sitting here and just going from the heart at the moment, just saying, you know, I truly believe things happen for a reason. And, you know, I don't know what that reason is. I mean, people get dealt cards that we don't want to be dealt with. But I don't think I, my life could have been totally different if it didn't happen. And that could be for the worse. That could be for better. I mean, who knows? But I've become extremely grateful for the life I have lived with my sisters and, you know, you and dad. And, you know, so I I really can't say I want to change anything because I don't know what that would be. I mean, yeah, I'd be like, oh, sure, I wish we could do this. And, you know, just having our ability just to go, sure. So that's like a selfish thing for me to say. But it's more to, you know, I kind of just feel this is our life. And, you know, we embrace it with compassion and we embrace it no matter what we have going against us. So I guess it's really, I don't know if I'd really change much, to be honest. For you, I would say, you know, I want you to be the happiest person you could be. And, you know, I know you feel having your tough days and, you know, insecurity may come out. And like as normal people do, you know, we all have that. You know, I just want you to be the happiest person. And, you know, something that makes you feel better, whether it's combing your hair or doing whatever you can do to make yourself feel better with self-care. That's what I wish for you. For my childhood or how I've grown up with it, I really didn't change anything because we never missed the beat thanks to you. Oh, wow. That was, I promise I didn't pay her to say She that. actually did. I guess I that promise was actually I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Brayden? Brayden? Are you okay? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Is that okay? So for those of you out there that don't know, Brayden McHugh is my grandson, our first and oldest grandchild, then Sydney's oldest child. And Brayden was um, diagnosed with autism at a very, very young age. 
he was truly, truly lucky that they caught it at a year and a half. I feel like he's doing amazing. I just do just watching him. Growing up, though, he is nonverbal. He just, he knows so much. To me, it's truly amazing. How has your journey with them as helped you as a mother as it relates with caring and being empathetic with Brayden? I think having a mother, you know, you with an ex mom, I think it's really helped me. You know, like I said, I try to see things in a different set of lenses and a different set of eyes. Um, I can just even take myself back to that tough day of Brayden being diagnosed, you know, with autism. But um, I just remember us all in that room, myself, you know, my dad, you know, other family members in there. I just remember our mentality went straight to, okay, what do we have to do next? I think it's built you having MS has made me strong in a sense to be able to handle it. Yes, I have my days where it's difficult and I have my days where I feel like I'm not doing enough and I feel like I'm failing. But at the same time, I have that mentality still instilled in me of what are we going to do next? We can only go up from here, so let's keep it going. We have no choice but to fight against it and manage it and protect, you know, my child, you know, as I go through this stuff, but it just builds you like a thicker set of skin, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, what advice then would you give to anyone that may be dealing with the mess than even a mother that as a child with autism, I'm, what advice would you give someone that I'll you would want to share with the them first today? Subject, my advice that I would give to someone that's going through a parent with multiple sclerosis would be, you know, just try to stay strong for them. You know, I know it could be tough at the end of the day and you might be exhausted and you're not being able, it's harder for you to understand, but to understand a step back and see the sacrifices that our parents give us whether we acknowledge how small or how large they are, you know, give them their praise at the end of the day. You know, they are our biggest supporters, at least in my case, have been my biggest supporter. So, you know, I try to stay back and give grace and give gratitude to my mother because, you know, she's given everything to me. So the advice I would just be is try to see it from their perspective from time to time and, you know, just try to be a listening ear, even if they're not having the best day or they're having the best day they felt in a long time. You know, the best thing you could do is be happy for them. Um, subject number two, I would say to anyone that is going through autism with a young child or you have, maybe have a child older, you know, on the spectrum, um, I would say you're not alone. I actually had the great, you know, you know, I was very lucky this evening to talk to another person who was a local that who helped me um, with just some advice, you know, going through a tough time and just, you know, giving me advice on what groups to join, you know, what articles to read, what contacts to reach out to, support is everything. You know, the more you stay quiet and the more you say to yourself and try to handle it, and I know I've done this in the past, the harder it becomes. So opening your mouth a little bit more and, you know, you will be really surprised to see how many people are in your exact shoes or have gone through your exact shoes or they have someone they know that's going through the exact shoes you are in. So that makes me feel a little bit better and brings me a sense of comfort because I can understand I'm not alone. And the more you talk to people about it, the more support, the more help, the more closer you are to finding, you know, things that will help you in your day-to-day life. I promise you may think that, or maybe she thinks, 
that I'm not going to pay a cell, cell phone bill this month. But I promise on everything I love. We didn't practice. I didn't, you know, even prep her or anything. It just came out that way. And um, I couldn't say it's, um, thank you enough times, baby. Thanks for sharing your journey. Thanks for sharing your side. Remember, log on to our website. It's Kim Sellers Foundation. Until next time.